Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Porch Talk Presents Sports Talk. I am joined, as always, by my weekly co-host of Sports Talk, Marcus. How are you doing, Marcus? I'm good. Uh, gentlemen, a nice toast to you all with this good, sweet Confederate champagne, that sweet sauce of the Dixie. I'm talking about Coca-Cola. <laughs> nice. And as longtime listeners of the show know, I'm, myself and Marcus have been, you know, previewing and reviewing every week of the NFL football season. But with the playoffs being at our doorstep, I figured it was time to reach back into my weekly Porches co-host. And that is Brett. How you doing, Brett? Gentlemen, I am ready for these playoffs. Uh, I don't have a Coca-Cola, but I do have some great punch. Thank you, Minute Maid. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to rock. Nice. I, I'm cheersing with water, and I, he I heard that's bad luck. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> uh, we'll see what doom is in. Yeah, what, what doom is in uh, store for me. But, gentlemen, I know this isn't on the plans, but this is a rare opportunity for us to scoop and boop on the whole Stephanie McMahon thing. I mean, let's let's oh. grasp this uh, brass ring while we can. <laughs> Well, it came across on Bleacher Report, so it's technically sports, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think um, I saw Sports Illustrated retweet, so it counts. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, wow. Uh, I, I look at it as, hey, everybody, get out while you can, because this is, uh, this is not good. <laughs> Marcus, any take on that? The old man's back in power. He's going to sell to the, sell to the uh, Saudi... Uh, contingent the company is going to go private he's going to run it until the day he dies uh and that's all there is to it hopefully the hopefully the uh hopefully the wrestlers get paid like actual athletes yeah now you guys said on final wrestling place when you were kind of doing the rundown of who you would like to see by the company and i think it was you who said that the one that you would least want to see purchase the wwe would be disney Mm -hmm. And I, in my mind, and I, I could be completely wrong on this, I feel like Disney doesn't miss. I feel like, you know, what they've done with Marvel and what they've done with Star Wars, uh, I personally wouldn't mind going to the WWE section of Disney World on one summer vacation. I don't know. I think that that's not as scary of an option as what you painted it to be. I just have no faith and confidence, especially with uh, Iger going back in there. I don't think he wants to be there for a super long time so like who knows who the next disney ceo is going to be and all it takes is another like change in power at the top of one of these big companies uh and just like what happened with wcw wrestling mm. uh out goes wwe and i just think disney is um i think they're, they're focused on quick returns um and I think they were able to make Marvel and Star Wars very quick uh, returns on investments. I don't think wrestling's a immediate has never been an immediate return on investment. Yeah, I guess I just want to see Alexa Bliss become a Disney princess. I think that's my own <laughs> personal half, goal. Half of the roster would be very Disneyfied. There'd be a lot of Disney adults. <laughs> you know, they do it. They do have websites for that, Adam. <laughs> they do. I'm sure they do. Sure. The Wi-Fi is a little sketchy out here on the porch. Might have to. <laughs> 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 
All right, gentlemen, what we're here for, as I said at the top of the show, uh, we are about to start the postseason of the NFL. And I feel like it is time for each of us to take our victory laps. Uh, Obviously, Marcus, you are a Chiefs fan. Brett, this is your once a decade that the Eagles are good. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. Obviously, I'm a Steelers fan, but I'll start with Brett. Brett, I'll start with you. Once, Go ahead and tell us all about it. Once a decade. <laughs> I'm Hold kidding. on. I got I, I to gotta spit some truth at you real quick. Once a decade, in the last 15 years, we've won, I think, 11 division titles or something crazy like that. That's because uh, uh, your division stinks. If I had the, the freaking Cowboys and the Giants and the, the bleeps in my division, <laughs> the Steelers would never – they'd be like the Patriots of the 2000s. They would just have banners for days. There's actually good teams in my division. But go ahead. But I, but I thought – I thought I thought Dallas is going to win the Super Bowl every year, according to everyone on Earth. That's just ESPN. <laughs> but anyway, no, you're not right. wrong. Um, tell us about the yeah. Uh, I'll tell. Great year. Uh, I cannot complain about much. Um, Jalen Hurts, he delivered for sure at the beginning of the year when they made that trade with the Saints to get that extra first round pick. That was kind of a uh, all right, Jalen here's what we're surrounding you with everyone now you got to put up or shut up because we got a, a first round pick we have well we have two first round picks this upcoming draft now and it was uh you know it's a quarterback heavy draft coming up so i think that was the message of all right you have no excuse um you know you have dallas goddard who's a top five tight end in the league um aj brown oh my goodness that is uh quite the steal uh, uh, in recent times, I'd say, from from the Titans. What are the Titans thinking? I have no idea. Um, Devontae Smith, you know, year two Heisman winner, um, exploded this year. You know, I think he would, was top eight in the league in receiving yards. Um, you know, Philly, for the first time, I, I think maybe ever, had two 1,000-yard receivers. Um, you know, Miles Sanders, he kind of exploded this year too, which is great. Uh, about 1400 yards rushing. I don't see, I don't know. I've looked too far in the future, but the defense is like the big bright spot. Uh, I think 70 sacks this year, huge defensive line was just dominant. Um, Slay is great. Gardner Johnson, I think led the league in picks. Um, they made all the right moves. I feel this year. Um, you know, NFC East, I know we joke about it, but they were a great division this year. You know, no, no team had a losing record, which is like insane to think about. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm more than satisfied at the beginning of the year for Philly. I was very nervous because like, like you pointed out, all the analysts were very, uh, high on Philly. You know, I remember Colin Cowherd being like, oh, they're built to win and they're going to go far. And me as the the typical Eagles fan was like, nope, not going to happen. They're going to go 4-12, and 12 and it's just going to fall apart, and, and this sucks. Um, but, no, I regular season's over. I thought you had a fantastic year. Very little to complain about. Yeah, I think, like, I, uh, a lot of people are under the impression that if you're in Pennsylvania and you're 
a fan of like one team, you hate the other team. I've never had a beef with Eagles fans or Eagles. Uh, so when they do have success like this year, like I'm rooting for, them. you know, uh, I, I, I hate the Cowboys. They're on the short list of teams that I, I would love to see go winless. Uh, so any year that the Giants do well or the, the Eagles do well, I'm happy. And, you know, Giants did okay. But I, I think that if Hurts stays healthy, you know, I hope he does. Uh, they're a very dangerous team in the playoffs and they're in the future. But uh, Marcus, anything to add about the Eagles? Uh, I'm really excited. Um as a, a, a local still on the outskirts of Philly by a good hour and a half, um, I still get a lot of Eagle stuff my way. I get stuff from the Ravens. I get Steelers stuff. So, like, I'm kind of in, like, a hub of, uh, like, Brett, you could probably relate as well as, like, just a lot of, uh, you get a lot of the, um, uh, you know, a lot of the news from all the different teams. So being able to keep an eye on the Eagles uh, ever since they drafted Jalen Hurts, I loved the draft pick originally. I always thought that he could break out. Um he has taken a true Josh Allen leap, but it didn't take him as long to figure it out. And he's not getting the credit um, that Allen did. I mean, besides Allen, this kind of jump from year to year is unprecedented. Um, so it's amazing to see. I'm glad that the Eagles have their franchise quarterback. Um, the A.J. Brown trade and immediate extension, such a no-brainer. Um, to cough up the the one pick pretty much. And then the deal, he's still going to be in his prime when the deal runs out. He's super young. Um, so just like the, the, the front office has been killing it for the Eagles. Um, I still have my questions about the coaching staff. I know they're really good, but towards the end of the season, it looked like, uh, looked like they may have uh, ran through all, <laughs> all of their material. Um, and that's my one hang up for uh, the, the Eagles in the postseason. Um, good thing you guys have this extra uh, bye week. Hopefully it um, buys you <laughs> some additional time because um, I don't know if you guys have the material as far as play calling uh, and, and you know, the coordinating goes to uh, to make a deep playoff run. But I'm hoping for the best. I still have my ticket from August 24th. Uh, Eagles plus 2,500 to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Holding on to that bad boy. <laughs> so. Uh, hoping for the best. If it's, if it's not my chiefs, I'm definitely pulling for the Eagles. Excellent. Yeah. Like I will get into our predictions later. And obviously I feel like both of you guys will be very biased in who you see come out of the respective conferences. Uh, I will act as more of a tiebreaker on that, I think. But, uh, Marcus, obviously you are the residence chiefs fan. What do you, uh, what do you have to say about your boys in red ish red, red, what kind of – I guess it's red. Red. Um, oh, it's red. <laughs> look, the Airhead Invitational is back on, baby. Um, <laughs> you know, sorry. Sorry about the way it happened. Um, it was meant to be, though. It was meant to be. The air, uh, the playoffs, the AFC still runs through Airhead five, six years, seven years now. I, I've lost count. It's kind of become the expectation. Um, I'm proud – I would have thought that we would have lost one other game. So to finish, was it 14-3, and three, I believe? Um, it's one win more than what I had us uh, at the start of the season. I thought we'd trip up in that so first game of the season against the Chargers. I thought we would trip up in that one because that's the only time the Chargers are ever healthy. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but if we made it, yeah, we made it through. We beat everybody in the division again. Um, you know, we faced the best version of the Bills. 
um, and we lost a close game. Uh, some uncharacteristic turnovers in the red zone from Pat and some bad timeout and clock management from Andy. It just comes with the territory. Um, but overall, I really can't complain. We lost Tyreek Hill, a top three wide receiver in the NFL. Um, we have a roster loaded with rookies, and we are with the number one seed in the AFC. Um, I've seen all that I need to see in my lifetime. I know he still needs to rack up the accomplishments, but Pat Mahomes is a QB one. Uh, I think he, as far as skill goes, he's the best to ever do it. He's not the most winning quarterback, of course. That goes to Brady. Um, the amount of plays, getting to watch so many Chiefs games, the amount of plays that he makes that are just unreal and don't even get mentioned, whereas you watch another broadcast and Tua makes one good throw. They don't say, oh, it was a Josh Allen throw, or oh, that was a Lamar throw. It's Pat Mahomes. And these kids coming up from college, Caleb Williams, they're not getting compared to any. The ultimate compliment is getting compared to Pat Mahomes. So as long as we've got 15, um, I'm feeling good about our chances. Um, but, yeah, victory lap for the season. We did what I thought we needed to do. Uh, it looked a little shaky, but uh, ever since the bye week, we've we've been looking pretty good. Um and we got right the last two weeks of uh, of the regular season. So I feel good going into the playoffs. Now, Marcus, correct me if I misheard you. Did you say that Patrick Mahomes is the greatest of all time? Yes. Of all, like not just the best quarterback playing right now, but the greatest quarterback ever. Greatest quarterback of all time. Yep. Woo, that's uh, that's some strong words. Uh, Brett, uh, you want to chime in on that, that claim? Uh, do you agree with Marcus? So... I'll say this. Um, I love Patrick Mahomes. I think he's must-see television. Um, he is such a baller. He's everything that was promised. Um, you know, I remember his rookie year it was a Monday night game, and I think it was like Joe Tessitore was announcing, and he's going, oh, Mahomes, he's got the that Brett Favre in him. And, oh, he's, and I'm thinking, all right, brother, let's calm down. Let's not crown <laughs> this dude yet. Uh, like the next season I was like, yeah, he's all that. He he's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love watching Patrick Mahomes play football. Um, listen, I'm biased. I love Andy Reid for all that he gave to Philadelphia and for what we didn't give him hurts hurts me. One of the happiest moments was seeing him win a Super Bowl. I love Travis Kelsey. Um, I think he's one of the maybe the best tight end to ever play football, and I mean that. Um you know, their outlook, uh, losing Tyree Kill was huge, and I really thought that was going to be a like a, a damper for them this year. Didn't miss a beat. Are you kidding me? Like, even their wide receiver inconsistencies this, this year, you know, with their injuries, uh, it, it just doesn't matter. It's the system. Um, is Patrick Mahomes the greatest quarterback of all time? I can't consciously agree with that, obviously. <laughs> um, but he's well on his way. I mean, from now, I I know Marcus said from a skill standpoint, I, I, I can't argue that I really can't. Um, he's incredible. And, uh, I, again, if, if it's not Philly and if it is coming out of the AFC and it's Kansas city, I'm, I'm going for Kansas city. Like I said, I, I'm big Andy. That's my, that's my guy. So, um, they're just I love like I said I love watching Patrick Mahomes just sling the rock it's just death taxes Patrick death taxes 
Patrick Mahomes throws touchdowns, and it, it's incredible. That one play he had this year where he like did like that spin move and like the underhand throw for the touchdown. Mm-hmm. I, I was sitting on my couch just going, "This isn't fair. <laughs> I, it's just it's just not fair at all." Um, he's the man, and I love Patrick Mahomes. If if you told me that my life is on the line and I have to have a quarterback <laughs> win a drive for me right now in 2022 slash 2023, I'll take Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I think that he is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Uh, I, I, I agree. I don't think he's in the top five all time, you know, but that's just, you know, I'm trying to take it objectively and like, I don't want to be that guy but like for every crazy spinning out of trouble you know avoiding uh sacks play that you can show me that mahomes does i can show you a roethlisberger doing it uh, as well before he was broken down and elderly (laughs) you know so i'm not again todd also my co-host of the regular porch talk told me to uh make sure that i bring up hashtag dynasty of one uh, in case there was any kind of Chiefs talk on the show. And uh, I just told him I'd make sure that that was getting in there. So I do agree. Mahomes <laughs> is the best quarterback right now. I don't think, like I said, I can't con- in good conscience say he's in the, even in the top five all time. But I don't know. Maybe maybe if he rattles off a couple wins over the next few years, wins a couple more Super Bowls, it's hard, like, it's hard to even say he's better than Brady. He's better than Brady right now, but... Five years ago, if I, I had the gun to my head, I would have taken Brady over everybody else, you know? So it's hard to to put Mahomes in that upper echelon. I don't know. No offense. That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. No, I agree. We need to start winning. Um, trying to be unbiased, but uh, we we absolutely would have smoked uh, the, uh, the, the Buccaneers in that 2021 Super Bowl. Um, but we had no offensive line, and you got to be prepared for that. We definitely overcorrected and have such a deep offensive line now that'll never happen again. Um, and then last year, it happens to all the greats. They all have that one playoff game where like their spirit leaves their body, uh, and it's it's the Space Jam effect of like their powers getting snatched. And it happened to Pat um, going into halftime against the Bengals last season. Um, so that can never happen again. Um, we we absolutely would have smoked the Rams as well that year. Um, so we really should have three Super Bowls on the mantle. Uh, we only have one. So we got to start piling them up because there is no, like, he's got to win more. He's got to win more Super Bowls. Um, that's just what the standard is, uh, thanks to Brady. Um, so he's got he's to start collecting some rings. Absolutely. All right, anything else about the Chiefs before we move it over to the uh, – Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, nothing about the Chiefs. I was just gonna toss it your way. Uh, for your Steelers, they're they're on the outside of the playoffs, but I think a victory lap is well deserved. Well, well, thank you, Marcus, for you feeling so. Brett doesn't feel so, but I'll, you know what, Brett, you can sit this one out then. Uh, this was a conversation <laughs> between myself and Marcus. Marcus, I, we I got last, a few things. I got a few things. When we did our baseball recap show, we kind of previewed the NFL season. What was goal number one that I set out for the Steelers this year? The, the thing that I said, if this happens, I will be pumped. I'll be thrilled. Uh, I believe it was that they finished with a, a winning record. 
Yeah, exactly. I actually, at the time, I forgot that it wasn't a 16-game season, so I was just like, eight and eight is the dream. <laughs> but uh, I quickly realized that uh, with the extra game, I would have to actually have a winning season of nine and eight. And I didn't think it was going to happen. I started the season off. I put on a brave face. I, I tried to delude myself behind the handsomeness of Mitch Trubisky. I said it was going to all be okay. And we had a couple good wins. We beat the Bengals early in the season. Uh, but we started two and six. It was quite possibly going to be an embarrassment of a season. Like, and it's so embarrassing that we might have finished behind the Browns. But after the bye week, uh, a little somebody named TJ Watt comes back from his injury. And we get some playing time from the future of the team. Kenny, by God, pick it. The standard is the standard in Pittsburgh. We, I had to go six whole weeks without having a franchise quarterback. I, I don't know how some teams do this. It was rough. It was rough. But we started the season two and six, finished the season on a seven and two run. Uh, like nobody thought the Steelers were going to be halfway decent. Uh, once Watt came back, we were holding teams to 16 points a game, which was the lowest over that stretch. Uh, finished the season, I believe, with the most interceptions, top five in like every defensive category, and that's with Watt missing a ton of time. Minka Fitzpatrick led the league in interceptions. Uh, all of a sudden, like Kenny Pickett to pick uh, to Pickens, George Pickens looks like a combination that. If both guys are healthy and Pickens doesn't turn into Antonio Brown, uh, like could be a great combination for years to come. And like just even like their tight end, Pat Fryermuth, who gets a lot of comparisons to Travis Kelsey, you know, and just his size and speed. Like obviously he's nowhere near Kelsey, but if he's 80% of Travis Kelsey, I'd be thrilled with that. Um, I'm just really happy that, Again, I had super low expectations going into this season. I was worried that Tomlin was going to get a losing season. But Tomlin's like the Jeff Jarrett of the NFL. Tomlin <laughs> don't lose. You don't lose. You know, he's always going to end up coming out ahead. And uh, I'm glad that he got the winning season. I'm glad that going into next year with the way Pickett played over the last month of the season, uh, multiple game-winning drives, and then he just undressed the Browns the last week of the season – there's a lot to look forward to. And the fact that for the 33rd year in a row, let me say that again in case my microphone broke up. For the 33rd year in a row, the Steelers finished the season with a better record than the Cleveland Browns. Mm. So I, I get it that that's not all of the things I said. You know, if your team is in the playoffs like both years, you know, you're going to be like, so what? But this was my down year. This was the Steelers hitting rock bottom, and the rock bottom of the Steelers is 9-8. and eight. So I'm looking forward to the next 18 years of Kenny Pickett. So you mean to tell me you're good on passing on Derek Carr? 1,000%. Okay. All right. Um, if something were to happen to one of these top three quarterbacks and somebody were to slide to the middle, you wouldn't want the Steelers to make a trade to jump up a couple spots and go and take a look at it and, and go, go, yeah, go take Stroud. 
I mean, I don't see you have a guy now granted Pickett hasn't beaten the chiefs. He hasn't beaten the Eagles. He hasn't won a playoff game, but for a rookie quarterback who basically played in eight games this season, what more development do you need to see to say, okay, this is a guy that we need to give another year or two to, you know, he, he, aside from his first game where he threw a couple picks, uh, then he got concussed and then he came back and he's been solid. He's hasn't turned the ball over. He's marching the, uh, the the team down to the red zone. The only thing that's holding that team back is the borderline high school level offense that's being called by Matt Canada. If they brought in one of the uh, multiple fired head coaches that are all offensive geniuses that are going to be on the market this offseason and actually develop a, an explosive offense around all those tools, like they have so much young offensive talent that's going to get wasted with the play calling of Matt Canada. So I don't care if like, like a Manning was in the draft at this point, Pickett hasn't done anything to say we need to move on. You can all look at me like that all you want, (laughs) but I'm saying like, what maybe I'm just seeing it with rose colored glasses. What has Kenny Pickett done that would make you think, Oh no, this guy doesn't deserve another year. And we shouldn't spend these draft picks to bolster his offensive line, to bolster the defense, to just make an already decent team that much better. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll give you that. Um, I I don't I'm not as high on Pickett as you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's gonna be okay. I don't think he's the next franchise quarterback for Pittsburgh. I, I just don't. Um, you know, that team, uh, Najee Harris took a step back this year, for sure. Najee Harris had, like, a really bad foot injury for most of the season. Yeah. Um, you know, Deontay Johnson, I think that's your one wide right receiver, right? Yeah, he's Deontay. Good. He's the uh, he's got a case of the dropsies, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll what, uh, more more the bigger problem with Deontay Johnson, more of a problem than the drops, is it could be something like third and nine. He'll catch the ball at, like with a nine yard gain, and in an effort to try to break a fifty yard thing, he'll run backwards four yards to try to go around defenders, and it'll end up being fourth and four. Uh, there were yeah. so many times that Deontay Johnson would catch the ball at the first down and then run backwards trying to make an explosive play and it would cost the Steelers. But I think uh, George Pickens is more of uh, the future at that position because I'm sure I Deontay agree. is going to ask for a ton of money. Yeah, I agree. I like Pickens. I worry about his health, but, um, you know, I do think he could develop. Um, I love Friar Muth. I think he's he's going to be great. Um I look at you know again. I think it's good year for you guys for sure. Nine and eight. What 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 more did you expect? You know. No, I, I get um, it. You can go ahead and trash my team. Me and Marcus are being polite and civil, but you go ahead and trash Pittsburgh. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not. Tra- Listen, like you said before. You know, I live. You know, we live on one side of the state. Pittsburgh's on the other side. I have no problem with Steelers. Like I've never been like, eh, I hate them. Nah, I, I just I don't care about them. Um, no offense. I'm sorry. Um, and admittedly, I didn't see a ton of Pittsburgh this year. Mm. Um, you know, I just, I just didn't, um, I more so look at that division and the other teams in that division 
and you got one powerhouse that I think is not going anywhere. Um, so it'll it'll be interesting to see them moving forward. Um, I don't. Again, I'm not like, haha, nine and eight, that sucks. I'm also like, you know, I, I just I don't think I've seen enough out of Pickett to crown him yet. Yeah. No, I get. You. I I may be slightly exaggerating with the Kenny Pickett, the franchise quarterback of 20 years, but I definitely think he just earned another full season before you go shopping for a quarterback. I'll um, give you that. And as far as like the the powerhouse of the division type thing, uh, I mean, I think all three of us can agree the Browns are terrible, right? They're going to be terrible forever, right? Okay. It's destiny. Destiny. Yeah, they're um, they're they're du- they're dookie. Um, Baltimore, if they franchise Lamar Jackson, okay, let's assume he's on the team next year. Then let's assume he can play more than eight games without getting hurt. Uh, even then, he has a 500 record against like the Roethlisberger Steelers. So I'm not sold that he's going to be a problem. The problem is the Cincinnati Bengals, who are a very good team, but they are basically uh, Burrow and Chase, the, the, his wide receiver. Hey, like, don't sleep on, no, don't not, sleep on not, T. Higgins. Uh, he's Yeah, he's no Jamar Chase, though. Um, but that combination... <laughs> If that's your your biggest weapons, I think that Tomlin can figure it out to split with them. Realistically, the Bengals only finished with with a two games, or I'm sorry, two wins more than the Steelers this year. So if they're a powerhouse, they were eleven and five. The Steelers were nine and eight. So they yeah, <laughs> they, Bengals Bengals did the same thing they did last season. It took them a while to figure it out, and then they turned it yeah. on about halfway through the season. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, I think for them, that just bought their coaching staff another two or three seasons. Um, I, I think the big problem there, again, is, is coaching. I do not believe in Zach Taylor. Uh, his best game plan seems to be let Joey cook, which <laughs> is a great game plan. Um, but, yeah, he makes a lot of mistakes uh, as my computer's going nuts. But he makes a lot of mistakes. <laughs> yeah. I have lived through so many Bengals powerhouse teams. I'm the oldest on this call. I've lived through, oh, nothing's going to stop Carson Palmer and the Bengals. I've lived through nothing's going to stop Andy Dalton and the Bengals. And now it's nothing's going to stop Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I feel like I just have to wait it out a year or two and the Bengals will be on to a new shiny toy. Well, That's- and a good thing for you is it seems that the the uh, Bills, the Chiefs, and the Bengals seem <laughs> destined just to kind of eat each other for the next, uh, you know, three to five years. Yeah. So you guys could very easily uh, upset them in a uh, in a wild card capacity. I just look at Kenny Pickett, and I'm like, I don't trust him to beat the Bengals two out of three times. I don't trust him to beat the Ravens two out of three times as long as they have Lamar. Um and I mean, Cleveland's just Cleveland. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, you can but, just write that those wins down. Right yeah, there, I, I, I think it's tough. Uh, I think you guys can get into the playoffs with him. I, you know, this season. I mean, you were just a less than a game short, pretty much. Um, but yeah, getting past that point, I just, yeah, it's 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 hard seeing it with him. But um, I think you'll have a new quarterback come twenty twenty four. Ooh, bold prediction. I like yeah. it. I am willing to say uh, I would make a gentleman's wager that we'll be entering the 2024 season with Kenny Pickett, barring an injury, barring some catastrophic like 
ACL reconstructive surgery because he does have a case of Tua brain where he seems to get concussed every time he gets sneezed on. So, uh, barring an injury, I think we enter 2024 with Kenny Pickett. So, I will bet you one wrestling fig. Oh. One store-bought fig. Like, a fig opportunity. I'm yeah, game. One, like, let's say elite slash unrivaled level fig. Okay. All right. We'll take that. That upper tier fig. Yeah. All right. This is uh like we'll have, this is a long term bet. So Brett, you'll have to remind us. I'll I'll be there. I'm pretty sure Marcus is one and zero in fig bets to, uh, <laughs> for, to my knowledge. So, oh boy. It's my best was, opportunity. <laughs> was I involved in losing the other one? I don't know what the other one was. No, that was uh, that was Tim when he said the Red Sox were going to make the playoffs last oh, year. Well, that's just Tim throwing away money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one last thing I'll say about the Steelers, and Brett, you mentioned uh, draft picks. The Steelers, uh, one, just kind of another smart move that they made, uh, and the reason why they just continue to be a standard of at least a well-run organization not only do they grow wide receivers on trees, like pretty much anybody they draft tends to be NFL ready. Like they don't all become hall of famers, but they all can become pretty solid. And we just basically gave away a pretty decent wide receiver in chase Claypool at the trade deadline. The Steelers never trade players. Um, they certainly don't acquire them through trades, but in this case they traded them away to the bears and they ended up getting the Bears' uh, second-round pick, which this year will be the 32nd pick because there isn't a 32nd right. pick in the draft. So yeah. they're technically going to draft twice in the first round. And ever since they got rid of Claypool, uh, they Steelers were 7-2 and two and the Bears were 0-9. So I will take that trade any day of the week. So an extra first-round pick. And, uh, you know, it didn't help. It did not help the Bears at all. And it, it cleared up your wide receiver room, too. It's yeah. it, Pickens needed some more targets. Yeah, absolutely. But all right. Well, I'm glad, Brett, you, you took a moment to indulge me in having some happiness in this NFL season. I mean, it can't all be about the Eagles. So thank you for allowing me some time. Listen, I'm again, I'm no <laughs> I'm no Pittsburgh hater. I'm just I just. Don't care about them. <laughs> well, that that won't be what the title of this episode infers, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> but gentlemen, obviously, when we wrap up the baseball season, myself and Marcus kind of do our predictions for end of season awards, and I don't really want to do that with football because football has weird awards. Uh, but uh, do you guys want to hand out any flowers? Or maybe stomp on anybody's flowers going into this offseason. Any kind of hot takes you wanna you wanna go on record with, anything like that. Um, so I don't think it's so much a hot take, but I mean I'll just run like a real quick like uh NFL award prediction. Um Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. He just is. It's just that's the way it goes. I, I obviously I love my boy Hertz. Not playing the, those two games hurts his case, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, you know, but I mean, on the ground, like hurts obviously racking up touchdowns and yards, like it's nobody's business. But it's Patrick Mahomes. This league runs as Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is the NFL. What Kazuchika Okada is the New Japan Pro Wrestling. It just it is what it is. He is the face. All right, the ace, the face, face? the man, whatever the you want to call. It. <laughs> um, I think Coach of the Year. I know, like, everybody loves, like, 
Um, oh, he took him from four and 12 to nine and eight. Let's give him coach of the year. Nah, I don't really buy that. Um, I think, I mean, I, I'm, it sounds like I'm so biased, but I'd probably give it to Nick Sirianni. Um, Eagles were a juggernaut this year. It just, it was what it was. Two of the three games they lost is with a backup quarterback. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, I, I'd go Sirianni and probably offensive player of the year. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Tyreek Hill, maybe Justin Jefferson. Um, I, Justin Jefferson is going to haunt me till the, for the rest of my life. I'll never forget it. That draft when the Cowboys took CD Lamb, I tweeted out. I said, "Oh, at least Justin Jefferson's still available." Jalen Rager, cool, um, <laughs> great. He, ugh. Um, so that's like where I'm going award wise. Hot takes. I think if the Cowboys are one and done, Mike McCarthy gets fired. And they bring in Sean Payton, you know, that they've been linked for how many years now? Um, I I could see that definitely happening, which not fair to McCarthy, but what are you going to do? It's, it's Jerry Jones. Um, I don't really know of any other hot takes. Um, I don't know. Let me just interject here if I can just to. Try sure, to pick sure. out the your 27 takes there, man. Come on, give us a chance to respond. <laughs> uh, first of all, regarding the whole, oh, your coach, you started off with a losing record, then you finished with a winning record. Once again, another shot at the Steelers. Uh, I don't appreciate that. Oh. <laughs> and I do agree that uh, Mahomes, I think, is your MVP. But I will say that if Hertz or Tua stayed healthy, and continued the course of what they were doing early in the season, it might have been hard to give that to Mahomes because I could have seen either one of those do that. As Marcus has his arms crossed and is very angry at me for saying that. But, uh, Marcus, I, I will defer to you so I don't get myself in too much trouble. Okay, well, how many seasons did Pat have Tyreek Hill? Four? Five? Um, and he's got one MVP to show for it, but he's putting up better stats than what Tua uh, and um, – uh, Jalen Hurts we're doing um, without Hill. So you, how can you have it both ways? When Pat has Hill, it's, oh, well, he has Tyreek Hill. Um, he has all these tools around him. Let's give it to somebody else. Let's find a reason to give it to Aaron Rodgers two years in a row, even though uh, he looks like skin and bones out there. Uh, <laughs> let's have a conversation about Brady. Like all these excuses, try not to give it to Pat. And then this season when it's clear cut Pat from week one, it's, oh, well, maybe it's Herbert. Okay, well, it's not Herbert. Okay, well, maybe it's Tua. Well, Tua just got Tyreek Hill. He wasn't looking like an MVP last season. Um, if you if you want to include uh, Tyreek Hill or Justin Jefferson in the MVP conversation, I'll listen to it uh, as a distant two or three. But um, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's it's clearly his season. It probably should be his third MVP. Uh, I think Rodgers and the the whole narrative behind Rodgers um, rising from the dead after they drafted Jordan Love. Um, he definitely stole a, an MVP from Mahomes there. So should be the three-time MVP, but uh, I'll I'll take I'll take uh, two for the cabinet for Mahomes. All right. So obviously that is your MVP pick. I think I could have wrote that down in pen before the show started. But uh, any other kind of awards or hot takes, Marcus? Um, I'll get my coach of the year in. Um, I will. I'm trying not to go narrative-based, but it is kind of a narrative-based award. It's tough for me not to give a nod to Doug Peterson. Um, 
for taking that Jags team, like one reason I don't want to give it to them is because they've had so much cap room and they've had such high draft picks that that team is loaded with talent. And all you needed was an adult in the room to get everybody on the same page and go, go put out a football team. And they've seen it done this season and it's a playoff team. Uh, and I think they had enough talent last year to be a playoff team in that division. Um, so kind of just, I think a case there for Peterson I mean, Mike Tomlin, man, like to do what he's doing with the team that he's got um, is super impressive. Uh, shout out to Sirianni as well. He was killing it. Um, he coached, you know, the NFC's number one seed. It's got to be mentioned there. Um, and I feel obligated since it's the NFL. I feel like we got to me- mention uh, those uh, biting kneecappers, the Detroit Lions, Dan mm-hmm. Campbell. Uh, they look kind of dead in the water through the first six weeks, and he rallied the troops and, I mean, gave us one of the best games of the season and one of the best moments of the season um, when he was able to uh, knock Aaron Rodgers and the Pittsburgh – or not Pittsburgh, excuse me, the uh, Green Bay Packers out of a uh, playoff contention. So uh, I'll, I'll throw in a quarter of a vote for Dan Campbell. Nice. Uh, I don't have any awards because I'm going to stay out of this. And I'll just say I, I my hot take isn't much a hot take, but it's just an opinion that I am so happy that the Packers missed the playoffs. Yes. I am so sick of sports writers just gobbling up Aaron Rodgers bullshit. Aaron Rodgers has one cycle, and I tweeted this out before. He starts off the season terrible, just lazy, not driven, yells at everybody on his team. Like if he overthrows a ball, he's screaming at the wide receiver that they didn't jump up 10 feet in the air. He'll bounce a ball into the turf and like you should have dove for it. Just plays like poop for half the season. Then he gets called on it and he gets really bitchy that like relax, you know, I got this. And a lot of times he does. They figure it out because when he turns it on, he plays well. And he has the second half of the season and everybody is like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, one of the first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the greatest to ever do it. Of course, he's going to make the playoffs. And this season, they basically it was a foregone conclusion that he was going to beat the Lions. I remember watching PTI and they were predicting for the last couple uh, spots in the playoffs. And I think it was Will Bond said that he is positive the Steelers were going to win against the Browns and that the uh, the Packers were going to win against the Lions. He said he can't control, you know, whether or not that gets the Steelers in or whatever. But when it comes down to it, those like good teams are going to figure out a way to do it. So there was no doubt that the Packers were going to beat the Lions. And obviously Aaron Rodgers doesn't show up. I thought he was like on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks and you couldn't beat the Lions. I get it. They're a plucky upstart team and they're getting better, but he didn't have to beat the Chiefs on the last day of the season. He didn't have to beat the Bengals. It was the Lions. And and like the Lions are an eight and eight team. If that, you know, like they're not a juggernaut. If you take away one good season that Rodgers had that I don't want to talk about. <laughs> uh, Rodgers hasn't won shit. He has a lot of good regular seasons. He's racked up a lot of stats. But he's been in the league 18 years and has one deep run in the playoffs where people tell me he won a Super Bowl. I don't remember. It's all blocked out. <laughs> uh, 
Aside from that, he's got a lot of fluke Hail Marys that have just somehow put him on this pedestal of being the greatest of all time. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is half the quarterback that Patrick Mahomes is. I don't think Aaron Rodgers, I'll get shit for this. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is half the quarterback that Ben Roethlisberger was. Ben Roethlisberger was a fucking winner. He didn't throw 6,000 yard seasons every single year, but he fucking won games. Rodgers is a good regular season quarterback. He's just a, uh, he's a, he's Dan Marino. He's a guy who puts up lots of stats and just doesn't get shit done. And I'm so happy he got eliminated. And I hope he's gone from the Packers. Let him do his, try to do his Tom Brady thing where he's going to go try to get a ring somewhere uh, or just go away and just pop up on like conspiracy radio shows. I don't care. I'm glad that he lost. Uh, and, and I'm just sick of the narrative that it's like, Oh, Brady's the greatest of all time, but right beneath him, you got to look at Aaron Rodgers. No, you don't. He hasn't won anything. Uh, Brett, I'll defer to you so, because you've had Rodgers in your conference for your fandom. So go ahead. Oh, yeah. So Rodgers, I can't hate on him too much because he is a certified cowboy killer. So many moments he has absolutely crushed that team, which has brought me joy. Um. I think Aaron, uh, I don't like him as much as I used to for obvious reasons. Um, he, uh, I don't know. I, you know, I did see a lot of Green Bay this year. I felt like they were in prime time every other week. Um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, you know, were they kind of in like that rebuild mode this year with what was around him? I think so. Uh, you know. He had a he had a bad year though. He was forcing a lot, and there were times where he looked lost. He like just absolutely didn't know what he was doing. Um, I, I don't hate Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he's as good as everyone has ever said his whole career. Um, that's all. I, that's all I really have about Rodgers. Brett's afraid of getting the uh, Aaron Rodgers stands and his DMs and his mentions later on. No, hey, listen, if you want to talk to me about viewpoints of uh, Aaron Rodgers, send them my way, please. (laughs) Marcus, where do you fall on Aaron Rodgers? Greatest of all time or almost the greatest of all time? Neither. Um, When he, when he was good, he was great. Um, 11, 12, 13, 14, probably. Um, but there's a reason why Green Bay moved up to take a quarterback uh, in the first round because he looked dead for about three seasons. And year after year, he just kept declining and nobody was really talking about it because he was coasted on that name uh, and just went in an easy division every year. Um, and they were regular season monsters. Like uh, even with um, uh, Matt LaFleur there. Besides this season, they've won 13 games every season. Uh, I think three seasons in a row. But again, they've got an easy division to do that in and pile up wins. Um, I never thought he was as great as everybody said, but he he was really good, uh, you know, in the middle portion of the last decade or so. Um, I will be happy to see him <laughs> out of the league. Um, I don't think he has um, he has that that uh, make up for endurance that Tom Brady does because so much of Rogers play is based off athleticism, kind of like Roethlisberger. And when that goes, 
you're running on fumes. And I think Rodgers has been running on fumes uh, for far longer uh, than a lot of people have realized. It's probably been about five or six seasons now uh, where he's been pretty toast. Um, so, yeah, I, I expect to see him out of the league. He's got a nice contract that's going to follow him if he does go to another team. There will be another team that will trade uh, a couple first-round picks for him. Might even be worth it. A team like the Jets, right? Like, mm-hmm. get a guy in there. All of Favre's footsteps. <laughs> right. There's going to be a team that is a quarterback away that's going to pick up the phone and uh, and cough up a couple draft picks for Aaron Rodgers. Um, but I, uh, I'm i not sad to see, uh, <laughs> to see his dream stash this season. <laughs> Especially after all that talk he was talking about the Lions. Uh, the Lions put out a TikTok that was just a compilation of Rodgers talking all this talk about how the oh the Lions that's a foregone conclusion or oh that game won't be hard like he did a lot of talking this season and uh, got whooped by the Lions twice. Yeah, he's so he's more dismissive and arrogant on the mic than any quarterback I, that I'm aware of, you know, in the NFL because pretty much and a lot of people hate this, but most players when they're mic'd do the cookie cutter responses. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's all about my offensive line. The other team's great. We had to work hard, you know, all that stuff. And he's very like F that other team, <laughs> you know? So that's another reason why it'd be great to see him gone. But I want to make two points on this and then we can move on if you'd like, but um, how great would it be if he went to the jets this coming season and then after that, the Vikings got sick of uh, you like that, you like that. And then he went to the Vikings. <laughs> I mean, it could everything. happen. It could happen because Cousins is locked in for one more season. Uh, the Jets are going to have an opening at quarterback next season. Uh, so he could follow that path. Yeah. And then hopefully Rodgers gets taken down in a phony uh, charity scheme. <laughs> you know, so. uh, um, real and, quick, last thing that I have with Rodgers. Um if he does not retire, can you see him in San Francisco? That's another good topic because I have seen a lot of Niners games with the red zone and I like Brock Purdy. If I was the Niners, I'm trading Trey Lance to try to get some draft capital for him. Uh, and then like, I'm going Brock Purdy next year and then like get somebody cheap that started like a Mariota or Trubisky to back up Purdy. Like, I think I'm not saying Brock Purdy is going to be the next Tom Brady, but he came right out of the gate as an NFL quarterback. Like if it wasn't for Kenny Pickett, he'd obviously be the best quarterback in the rookie class, but I, I would start, I would not want Rogers over Purdy. Okay. There's some crazy stat for the uh, 49ers of um, quarterbacks in the last uh, like six or seven years, pretty much since um, uh, Shanahan's been the head coach of quarterbacks that have completed multiple passes over 30 yards. It's Trey Lance, it's C.J. Beathard, and it's uh, Brock Purdy. And he just uh, – and they've had a lot of quarterbacks. And – he just unlocks an element of their offense that they don't have, and that's the deep ball. And you talk about people who've earned a season. Uh, he's definitely earned a season, and if I'm the 49ers, I'm getting out of Trey Lance immediately because there's a chance. <laughs> if we live in an economy where Josh Rosen <laughs> was able to get scooped up for, I think, a second-round pick, um, oh, yeah. 
you can you can uh, you can get some draft capital back uh, for uh, for Lance. It won't be what you gave up, but you can get some back because I just don't think that dude can play. I agree. I there he never sh- like when they brought him out or when they drafted him. I, I was thinking, what what are you doing? This dude just shows nothing. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm all in on Brock Purdy. Like that's uh that's a solid team, and we'll yeah. get into that in, in just a moment. But the other thing I was going to say, uh, last thing regarding Rodgers is, do not go and look at my tweets from like a year and a half to two years ago. Uh, where I very much wanted either Rodgers or uh, Russell Wilson to uh, succeed Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care what it's going to take. Give him our entire draft class. Give me Russell Wilson. Give me Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. And then Rodgers went and did all the stuff with like being anti-vax and otherwise being crazy. And I was like, all right, I don't want Rodgers. Give me Russell Wilson. Let Russ cook. He's going to be great. And uh, I'm happy none of that worked out. So I should go and look for those tweets and delete them. <laughs> Yeah, Russ has certainly cooked all right. <laughs> I will say he looked a lot better uh, once they got Hackett out of there. Yeah. He did, he I a agree. Lot better. He hasn't looked uh, $200 million coming his way better, but he's looked better. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that's terrible is uh, the fact that I was watching something on the NFL Network, and they were talking about Sean Payton coming out of retirement potentially, and like how great of a fit he would be if he went to uh, Denver and he was there with Russell Wilson and the, I, I forget who it was. It was a former NFL coach. It might've been the Jets guy who has the foot fetish. I can't remember. Rex, Ryan. Oh, Rex, Rex, Rex Ryan. Ryan. I think Rex Ryan said like no coach, no veteran coach is going to want to go to Denver because you have no draft picks for the next like three years yep. because they gave up everything for Russell Wilson. Like you either want, a team that has picks or a team that has a ton of money and Denver has neither, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not exactly a destination uh, coaching spot. No, but all right, gentlemen, you guys ready to talk about the playoffs playoffs? Let's playoffs. Do it. Playoffs. So obviously the first round is set and begins on Saturday. Uh, how do you guys feel about there being a Monday night football playoff game? <sighs> I hate it. Really, Marcus? Yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan. See, I think, like, obviously there's six games this weekend. Is that correct? Yep. Over the course of the the days? Yeah. So I I probably would have preferred three and three, you know, like three on Saturday, three on Sunday. But I don't hate the Monday night game. But it just kind of – it doesn't feel – like, I don't feel right watching a playoff game on a Monday. I guess that's what you guys think as well, right? Yep, I'm I'm right there with you. You know, with the new format where basically everyone gets in, um, I just I, I I'm not used to playoff games on Mondays. No, no thanks. Yeah, well, give it a couple of years when there's eight uh eight seeds in each conference. You know, then they'll have like a Thursday night football playoff game as well. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys, I have the brackets in front of me. Let's just go ahead and try to go through these relatively. Uh, quick, if you have a point as to why you believe the team's going to win, by all means. But starting in the AFC, we have the number five seed, the Chargers, versus the number four, the Jaguars. Brett, how do you feel? Um, 
Oh boy, I can see Jacksonville winning. I really can. Um, I know it's Herbert, and I think Mike Williams got banged up last week again. Um, I I don't know. I can see Jacksonville winning. You know, Trevor Lawrence is starting to look like what was promised with him. Um, you know, they got a lot of talent around him. Um, defense is you know it's, it's okay, but still a lot of talent on that side of the ball. I can see Jacksonville winning. I, I really can. Arcus, how do you feel? I agree. Um, not just because I'm a Chargers hater and the Chargers invent ways to lose. Um, <laughs> the, this game is either going to be uh, over like 66 and a half points combined. Um, it's either going to be like an offensive shootout or it's going to be this ugly sludge of a game that's going to be like a scoregami and it's going to be like 19 to 11 or something crazy. Like, um, I got Jacksonville winning though. I think, uh, I think they got more talent. Uh, Her- this is Herbert's first playoff game as well. Uh, a lot of people seem to want to crown him too, uh, just because he can throw a nice ball. Um, but yeah, I think Jacksonville's got more talent. I think they've got better coaching. I think, uh, the chargers coaching staff is going to be on their way out. Um, so yeah, um, give me, give me Jacksonville all eat baby. Uh, you guys make very compelling arguments, and it's good to see that Marcus is staying on Tony Khan's good side. Uh, Never so know. This gets, this gets pulled about. <laughs> These archives come out. Uh, he's still in the company line. Um, I do have written down Chargers. I do not feel strongly about it one way or another. I do agree that the Chargers are another one of those franchises that ain't never won nothing. Uh, going back to the Phillip Rivers days, you know. Uh I'm going to stick with the Chargers just to be unique on this, but I, I, I could have easily been swayed the other way. So uh, next up, we have the number three seed, the Bungles. I'm sorry, the Bengals against the number six seed, the Baltimore Ratbirds. Ravens. <laughs> this, this is the game you're definitely tuning in for. Um, I hope it ends in a tie and they're both eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just think the Bengals are going to steamroll them. I really do. Um, Baltimore you know, if you if you get Lamar back, you don't know what you're getting. He hasn't played in what five weeks, I think. Hasn't been practiced um, in five weeks. Yeah, I mean, he just there, there's not much there. Um, I think Cincinnati's just gonna truck them. You know, um, I I know Adam, you're a Cincinnati hater, but don't forget about Joe Mixon too. That dude's pretty solid, um, and he's catching the ball out of the backfield a lot more now too, which that adds a whole other dynamic to that offense. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati's going to route them, I think. Marcus? Yeah, give me Cincinnati. Um, I think this is where uh, P. Ryan shows his versatility. A lot of people forget about him, too. He can catch a ball and and, and take it to the house real quick. Um, I, I might put a little something-something on him having uh, any time touchdown. <laughs> um, hmm, interesting. Yeah, give, me, give me the Bengals, though. Uh, I just think the Ravens ran out of steam about five weeks ago. Um, and, uh... I don't want to imagine the next round if the Ravens were to advance. I kind of need the Bengals to win. So, <laughs> um, I just want to clarify something that Brett said. Um, I respect and fear the Bengals. Okay. I don't like them, <laughs> but I respect them. They're not the Browns, who I don't respect and never will respect. Like the Bengals seem to at least be like run by people who have watched football before. Uh, unlike the Browns. 
that our team made up of players that were picked out of a hat of discarded XFL players. So uh, I also have the Bengals advancing. But poor, handily, poor, like even if it was Lamar yeah. Jackson, like healthy, I would still have the Bengals. Poor Nick Chubb. He's just stuck in hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, hopefully Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett can end up on like a decent team before their careers end. Is Chubb a free agent this year? I don't believe so. Okay. I don't think so, no. I know the, the, the free agent class is stacked at running back. Uh, I wasn't sure if he was. Kareem Hunt is a free agent. Okay. That's, that's uh, wow. the Browns guy. That's the name I forgot about as the year went on. He's been pretty cooked this season. Yeah. yeah. All right. And finally, in the opening round for the AFC, the number two seed, uh, a team who already won their Super Bowl earlier in the season, the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> versus the number seven seed, the Miami Dolphins. Brett, what you got? Is Tua playing? Is he, uh, is he still in wet brain city? Didn't he play the last game of the season? No. no Skylar Thompson started. Teddy yeah. Bridgewater didn't even play. Well, I don't know the answer to that question because I believe neither uh, do the Dolphins coaching staff. Honestly, it doesn't matter. Buffalo, I, I think they're just going to do what they want. You know, I know they had that game earlier this year where that was very uh, close on that Saturday. I think it was a Saturday night game they played. So, um, but again, two is another guy. If he plays, he hasn't played in what three, four weeks. So you don't know what you're getting out of it. Um, I think Buffalo's a little overrated. I think Josh Allen has been kind of trash down the stretch. Uh, my man, my man, <laughs> the happiest I've seen Marcus. <laughs> my that dude's turning the ball over left and right. Um, they're still dangerous, though, with digs. I mean, that's a lethal connection. But I, I could just see cold weather game, too. Um, I'm, I'm going Buffalo. All right, Marcus, you're, I assume you're in agreement, but go ahead and uh, put a bunch of asterisks on it. So I've got Buffalo winning this game. But if there is an upset to happen on this side of the bracket, this is the game. Because I think the Dolphins are better equipped to win a cold weather game. Uh, as I mean, Buffalo barely pulled out that snow game. Uh, not just because they had the ball last. Um, Dolphins have the better run game. That is the glaring weakness of the Bills, and has been for a couple seasons now. And it hasn't been addressed. But ooh, they got Von Miller, who likes to get to the quarterback. Well, <laughs> guess what? That's gonna be that's gonna be nice for about six weeks, which was my prediction. And what happened? Yeah, okay. Hope he rests up and and, get, and gets better. But. What I thought was going to happen is going to happen. Josh Allen has been doo-doo butter this whole entire, not this whole entire season. <laughs> he he it truly did. He played to the Super Bowl, and he won the Super Bowl, Bowl when they beat Kansas City in Kansas City in the regular season like they did last season. And like they did last season, the same thing's going to happen. They're going to get whooped up if they even make it that far. Uh, won't be in Arrowhead, should be in Arrowhead, but they're going to get whooped up uh, at a neutral site by the Chiefs if they even make it that far. Josh Allen, since that point, which I think was around week six or so, since that point, he's been at the bottom of the league as a quarterback in any stat you want to look at. He's down there with Davis Mills, who got benched. He's, no offense, Trubisky and, uh, and Pickett, young quarterbacks in a really bad offense. Allen's been down there around those guys. Um, he has been real bad this for most of the season, but because he's 6'5 and he's uh, the great white hope, 
Um, and he's got a ton of playmakers around him. He gets a pass, man, and it bugs me to no end. So I would love to see an upset here. I'd love to see <laughs> I'd love to see them lose at any point. Um, you know, I know they're the team of destiny. Uh, best wishes to Demar Hamlin, uh, of course, but um, I just don't like the Bills, man. And I could see an upset happening, but uh, to be safe, I'm going to say the Bills. I just want to say that over the last four weeks of the season, in the fourth quarter, Kenny Pickett had a QBR of, ni- of over 100 in the fourth quarter. So uh, that's better than uh, your boy out of Buffalo. I'm just going to say that. And me <laughs> slipping in Kenny Pickett references on Sports Talk is like me slipping in Sky Blue references on Ad-Hots. So just prepare yourself. But I also take Buffalo on this. Um, I can see if Tua comes in and he's 100% healthy, I can see there being an upset because I don't have a ton of confidence in Buffalo coming into the 2022 season. I thought Buffalo was going to be the one a to the, the chiefs one B in the AFC. I thought they were going to be on par as the best teams in the AFC. Uh, they Buffalo has been a huge disappointment, but I will still, still take the bills in this game. If I was a betting man. It's hard to be at the top, baby. We yeah. make it look so easy, but it ain't. Yeah. Uh, a, a real quick thing about the Bills. Um, with the injury, uh, of course, the injury, not even the right word, but with Hamlin being out, he was their backup safety. So now they're on their third string safety, plus they're already down a corner. I mean, the recipe is there for them to get tripped up in the, in the early rounds. All right. Guys, before we go and do any of the uh, the further rounds of the AFC, let's switch it over to the NFC. And let's start with the number four seed, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, versus Dem Boys. We Dem Boys, the number five seed, the Cowboys. Uh, can we just Yuck. say that? Can I just guess that we all assume the Cowboys are going to lose, or do we want to go through a dog and pony show on this? So here's the problem. You don't know what Dallas you're getting. It's just week to week. You know, one week Dak looks like a world beater. Zeke and Pollard are running wild. And then you have a game like they had against Washington this past week where they were just ass. I mean, like what Sean McCoy said about Dak, Dak is ass. I believe <laughs> Dak is ass. Uh, you're going down to Tampa. Uh, my money is always on Brady at home in a playoff game. I understand. Listen, Tampa's looked just absolutely cooked. But, you know, two weeks ago, he had some rhythm with Mike Evans. That came alive a little bit. Um, I, yeah, I think Tampa for sure. I, I just, God, please, Tampa. Oh, I can't stand a Dallas win. <laughs> Marcus, what do you got? Yeah, I I think it's got to be Tampa here. Um, it seems like Tampa has, I would say, figured it out. But they've uh if there's a switch if they've stumbled into something whatever it is um but they finally hit on uh what they were they were swinging for dallas looks looks cooked man they look done um and it'll give me a little bit of joy just to see uh some some uh <laughs> dissension in the ranks with uh, the cowboys um because i think mike mccarthy's um uh, I think he's a great head coach 15 years ago. Um, he just feels like somebody who has not stayed up to the game. Um, and they've been wasting wasting a lot of players' primes. So give me uh give me give me the bucks. 
All right. Um, I also agree that Tampa Bay is going to win this. Uh, however, I do not think Tampa's good, and I do not think that they will make it anywhere in the playoffs. I just think that uh, the the muscle memory of winning uh, <laughs> seven Super Bowls is enough to coast Brady past uh, an up-and-down Cowboys team. So I also agree that it's going to be Tampa Bay. All right, next up, number three seed, the Minnesota Vikings. Versus the number six seed, the New York Giants. Minnesota is the worst, best team I've ever seen. They, like, their point differential. I know going into week the week 18 was negative. I mean, how are you, like, a 12-win team and have a negative point differential? You know, they never should have won that Colts game. Uh, anytime they've gone up against a good team, Philly smacked them, Dallas smacked them. Um, you know, look at Green Bay just had their way with them. And I'm not saying Green Bay was a good team. Uh, the Giants, who I don't know. They got a little flavor right now, and it scares me. Uh, Danny Jones, I've always been a Danny Jones hater. That dude has come along this year. I think he's very underrated. Um, he's kind of putting it together. Dayball took him a little bit to to figure it out, but I think that they're they're on their way. Um I guess I'm going to take the Giants in an upset. Okay, Marcus. Brett, you stole my heat, brother. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I think um, give me the Giants in an upset here. Um, I had originally looked to see what time this game is. It's the 4 o'clock game. And <laughs> Kirk Cousins, he's like Cinderella, uh, except it's, it's any, any game that's not the 1 o'clock game. He turns into a pumpkin. Um <laughs> Yeah, and it's a shame for the Vikings. I, I like what they've got. I like their kind of experienced defense. I like their their offense. Um, I like their coaching staff. I just don't like Kirk Cousins, man. I think he's I think he's been stealing money. Been stealing money. He's mm. been stealing money for a long time. Um, this is another game where I think neither team really stands head or shoulders above the other one. Uh, as much as Brett loves Danny Dimes, I really like Saquon. Uh, you know, I, I think he is, when healthy, a generational talent. However, we're at home in Minnesota, and I think that that gives them the three points that are necessary to beat the Giants on this one. I don't think either team is that great. My heart is with the Giants, but if I had to bet, I would bet on the, the Vikings on this one. So we are going to disagree on that. You guys so yeah. far have been in unison. Uh, this is interesting. I'm sure that will change very shortly. Uh, the <laughs> final opening round match, the number seven seed, uh, the Seahawks, who seem to have gotten better through subtraction, and the number two seed, the San Francisco 49ers. Brett, what do you got? So this game is going to come down to, um, I think, the weather in California, it's like it's supposed to be a downpour. Um, that's going to be big for Seattle because, man, could they run? They could run the football. Kenneth Walker, I think Kenneth Walker, probably offensive rookie of the year, maybe. Uh, if I was going to, you know, put some money on it, I'd say him. Um, you know, you got Metcalf and Lockett, they're still out there. Gino, yeah, he's kind of regressed as the year's gone on, but obviously had a bit of a resurrection. You know, San Francisco, uh, 
I know we're high on Brock Purdy. We're in a different ball game now, though. We're in the playoffs. Things are a little bit different. Um, it's another divisional matchup. Uh, I didn't look at the record to see if San Fran beat him twice this year or not. Um, but, you know, the old adage goes, throw the records out the window. Uh, hmm. It's tough because, yeah, I mean, everything says like San Fran should kind of steamroll them. But uh, if it's rainy, I, I don't know. I, I give Seattle a shot. I'm, I'll still say San Francisco, but I would not be surprised if Seattle pulls an upset. I'm with you. Uh, yeah, every everything you just said, everything you just said. Um, I like Gino's consistency back there, even though he's kind of uh, leveled off a little bit as the season's gone on. He's he's gonna get you two touchdowns, man. Um, so he's he's good for at least 14 and then a downpour. Um, might be good if if they can run one in. Um, yeah, I like I like their chances a lot more given the uh, given the elements, but uh, I'll I'll roll with the 49ers. I just want to say you, you both have made the point that if it rains, that that favors Seattle's running game. I don't know if you're aware, but the 49ers have a guy named Christian McCaffrey. No. Uh, and they might have a guy named Debo that might come back uh, for the playoffs. Uh, I don't think this is as close as you're making it out to be. I also take the 49ers, but... If you're going to say, well, Brock Purdy is a rookie and maybe that, you know, the the clock will strike midnight during that playoff game and he's going to return to normal form. Uh, he's not exactly facing a world beater. Let's not make Geno Smith into anything more than a great game manager who could maybe get you a couple drives. Uh, I don't think this is going to be close. I think the Niners, but uh, we'll see. All right. I'll say I'll say this about Seattle. The next two to three years, they're just going to be a juggernaut. I really think so. Uh, their draft picks, I think they hit on all of them. Mm-hmm. Sure. You have a ton of draft capital coming in. They're they're going to do a quick turnaround. All right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think they need a new quarterback if that's the case. But that's just me. Do you know that was a legit Pro Bowl quarterback, not a Pro Bowl quarterback who got in because, uh, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers or whoever didn't feel like making the trip to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> like, he is a legit top two quarterback yep. in the NFC this year. Um, yeah, it could, could get interesting. And um, Christian McCaffrey, look, glad he finally had a good uh, fantasy season. But I don't know, man. I got to see it to believe it. He hasn't he hasn't proved it to me uh, that he can get it done Same. in the playoffs. So. Same. All right. Uh, we can agree to disagree. Let's go ahead and, and up the stakes here over in the AFC. Uh, you both agreed that both Cincinnati and Buffalo would advance and they would face each other in the next round based on seeding. So who do you got? Uh, so would this, would this, no, this wouldn't be a neutral site game, would it? It would no. be up in Buffalo. No, it's only the championship game. Yeah, so this would be okay. in Buffalo. Um, so before the DeMar Hamlin stuff happened, I thought Cincinnati was on their way to put a beat down on Buffalo. I really do. Uh, (laughs) I think, uh, oh man, I just, I don't know. I'm like bought in on this Cincinnati team. Um, you know, as, as I believe Marcus pointed out, Buffalo can't run the football. It's it's a where it is the season where you got to be able to run the football. Cincinnati could run, uh, you know, like again as Marcus mentioned before, Samaj P. Ryan is a very serviceable backup. Um, 
I'm going to go Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati knocks out Buffalo. Marcus, go ahead and trounce on Buffalo all you want. The next 30 seconds is yours. Bengals going to eat them alive. Um, (laughs) Look, if I got to have a white boy quarterback, give me Joe Burrow. That dude is ice cold, man. Oh, the way he do it, though. Uh, So dope. Uh, Yeah, I just think the Bengals are a much better team. Um, And I would love to see them uh, just trounce the Bills. Not even close. Like, Bills don't even get off the plane. Um, Ideally, (laughs) I would love to see the scene uh, from uh, Dark Knight Rises where Bane comes up through the stadium. (laughs) And it's just, free or whatever. And then (laughs) just go into the ground. Um, But, uh, yeah, I'm picking the Bengals. Yeah, I think we all saw that coming. I also take the Bengals. I hope that this is a good game. This is one of the games that I'm looking forward to, and I hope that it's not a one-sided beatdown, but I could see it being one. Uh, I also have the Bengals. I I try to avoid it as much as I can. The number one seed, the Kansas City Chiefs, against, as you guys say, the Jaguars, I said the Chargers. But uh, Jaguars, Chiefs, uh, I I don't even think we need a prediction from Marcus, but Brett, go ahead. Uh, I think this is where Andy Reid's going to take Doug Peterson. He's going to sit him down and say, Dougie, listen, (laughs) I taught you what you know. Um, How about you roll over and I'm going to pet your belly now because I own you. (laughs) Uh, Chiefs are just going to dismantle Jacksonville. Not saying Jacksonville doesn't have a future. Come on, dog. You're an arrowhead in the playoffs. Mahomes is just going to cook. Uh, yeah, Chiefs and, and not close. Marcus? If it is Jacksonville, give me the Chiefs and uh, in a laugher. However, with my luck, it'll be the Chargers. <laughs> they'll get by They'll get by Jacksonville without Mike Williams. Mike Williams will come back for this game, which gives them a whole completely different offense. And the Chiefs have struggled against the Chargers uh, and their big-bodied receivers. Uh, as great as our young corners are, we don't have an answer for Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Um, whew, I hope it's not the Chargers because I could see us slipping on a banana peel uh, trying to beat a team for the third time uh, in a year. But uh, given that I picked Jacksonville earlier, I will now take the Chiefs if uh, they face Jacksonville. All right, well, Marcus, you put the the doubt into all of our minds. If it is the Chargers and you have to pick, is it still the Chiefs? Still the Chiefs, baby. Still the all Chiefs. Right. But you'd be uh, more it, it'll be close. It'll be like I'll take I'll take uh, the Chargers to cover whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, I have the Chargers uh, going against the Chiefs. It don't matter whether it's the Chargers or the Jaguars. I still would obviously pick the Chiefs on that one. Uh, I, as Marcus said, I think that. Uh, if it was the Jaguars, it'll be over by the end of the, the second quarter, and you can go in and rest your starters <laughs> if you're the Chiefs. Uh, if it's the Chargers, it'll be competitive, but uh should be a fun game. Let's move over to the NFC. Uh, we both picked, yeah, we all picked San Francisco, and no, you guys picked Tampa. We all picked Tampa. So Tampa, San Francisco. Um. Oh, boy. This is where it gets tough, man. Tom, you know, going back home, San Francisco, storybook stuff starts happening. Uh, I, 
Yeah, it's still San Francisco. I know I say all that, but nah, it's still the Niners. I think the Niners will uh, they'll take it to Tampa. Again, Tampa's just so flat. I just think they're getting Dallas in the first round. Dallas is just ass. So uh, we're going to go with San Fran. Marcus. Um, testing my NFL uh, back history a little bit. This might be like the game. Uh, I think it was Marino's last game or one of his last games when they played the Jags in the playoffs and the Jags hung like 40 something on them. Um, oh, yeah. And it just a complete dismantling and undressing of one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. That that will happen if San Francisco plays uh, the Bucks. So give me give me San Francisco. If San Francisco rises to the occasion. And they are not like if Brock Purdy doesn't wilt under the lights of the playoffs and he plays to what he's been doing and the same thing with McCaffrey and the same thing with the defense and just ever if they just play as well as they have been playing. I agree with Marcus this is going to be one of those games that makes Tom Brady think that maybe it's time to go home to the kids. I think that the Niners just embarrass Tampa Bay. And that franchise is looking at itself in the mirror over the offseason about what it wants to do. I have the Niners just strongly beating uh, beating Tampa. All right. The other game, I guess this is, this is probably the one that I might not even bother watching, honestly. It's the number one seed, the Philadelphia Eagles. Versus the New York football giants. Uh, Brett, we're going to come back to you. Because okay, I want that you to sounds have good. Some, I want you to have some time on this one. Marcus, what are your thoughts? Um, much like the, the, the what would be the second round matchup um, on the AFC side. A great showing for the Giants. They finally put together. They got, a, they got an adult in the room. Good for them. Um, but this is where the fairy tale ends. Um, I, I will easily take the Eagles over the Giants. And I will just say, before I defer the rest of my time to Brett, uh, I like the Giants. The Giants firing on all cylinders is not as good as the Eagles at half speed. I I just don't think that the Giants have a chance. Uh, Assuming Hurts is healthy and plays like he did all season, I think this is another snoozer of a game and the Eagles win. But Brett, the floor is yours. Oh, thanks, pal. Um, Yeah, you know... I just think Philly all around is going to – they're just going to eat. Giants offensive line against that Philly defensive line is just a nightmare. Um, Philly's D-line is just unreal. Um, You know, you have – again, I think Danny Dimes, he's looked better for sure. But outside of him, you know, I'm a big Saquon guy, you know, Penn State guy. So um, you – key on Saquon what do you have outside of him on that team right now nothing there's no who you're going to rely on Richie James in the slot it's just not going to happen um it's just you're going to roll Kenny Galladay out there like no no thanks um I think Philly wins it and I think it's a laugher I agree all right so we're all pretty much in agreement at this point as we are down to our final four which is in the AFC the Cincinnati Bengals going to arrow well would they I guess neutral site Jones here neutral site Jones uh the Bengals versus the Chiefs uh Brett what you got 
think this might be getting harder. <laughs> uh, all right. This is where this is where things happen. Um get ready. Oh, <laughs> brother. Um I am such a believer in Cincinnati right now. I can't even look at the screen. I'm sorry, Marcus. Uh, <laughs> I I just man, they're tough. I think with um T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, and don't forget about Tyler Boyd in the slot. And then like again, Joe Mixon and P. Ryan coming out of that backfield. It's gonna be tough for KC. It really is. Um, you know, again, I understand it'll it'll be at Arrowhead, right, for this one, because it's not gonna be Buffalo, Correct. right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, as okay. long as it's not Buffalo. Yeah. Okay. Um Okay, it is at Arrowhead. Okay, I was Yeah. Um, oh man, I, I'm going to go Cincinnati. I'm just such a believer in them right now. It's nothing against Kansas city. I think they're a powerhouse. I really do, but I don't know. Cincinnati, they had that feel like, like Marcus said last year, they turned it on and look, they got to the super bowl, you know? Um, I just, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm going to go Cincinnati. I, I think it'll be close. Um, but I'm I'm gonna go Bengals. All right, Marcus. I'm gonna come back to you in a second. I can be very easily swayed on this, depending on your argument on this. But I do have somebody written down. I have the Bengals written down, only because of pretty much everything that Brett said is that the Bengals have been scary good. Uh, I can be convinced based on what you say in the next minute or two uh, to change my pick. But I will just say, if the Bengals end up beating the Chiefs convincingly, we really need to revisit this whole Mahomes is the greatest discussion because we might have to start saying that he's not the best quarterback in the AFC if if Burrow like takes them apart like Brett is alluding could happen if it's a like a 50 to 48 nail biter by all means the last guy with the ball ends up winning and I you know you think that Mahomes having the ball last is 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 a key to victory uh again I have the Bengals written down in pencil but Marcus sell me on your team the Cincinnati Bengals are a team that have whooped us three times now um in in a calendar year uh, and there's no excuse for it. Uh, the first game uh, that they took in the regular season, which really like helped kickstart their run um, into the Super Bowl uh, last season, the referees gave them that game. Um, there's there is so many holding penalties, and they gave them about eight opportunities uh, with first and goal uh, to score a touchdown uh, in the last possession of the game. But that's one game. Uh, they smoked us in the playoffs uh, when Pat Mahomes' spirit was separated from his body and his football ability. Um, it happens. It happens to all the greats. But then they beat us this season. Um, and there was no excuse for that. Uh, we got beat. And I got no respect. I got no simpy for the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> they have not done anything to earn my respect they've done nothing to uh have my fear there's levels to this game they haven't gotten past the chiefs what makes people think they're going to get past the chiefs and win the super bowl 
The Cincinnati Bengals have gotten past the Kansas City Chiefs. We got to beat them. And uh, it's kind of like, I, I hate this reference. Um, shoot, let me think of something else. Um, Pat Mahomes, while he's collecting gems for his uh, little little gauntlet, his little Infinity Stone glove. <laughs> There's a big there one. There we go. There's a big one with Tiger Stripes. He got to beat them in the playoffs. Um <laughs> And avenge, <laughs> avenge, uh, surpass mistakes. Um, I get that Papa Mahomes gauntlet going. There, and there's <laughs> no, there's no clear advantage. I think it's a very straight up football game. I think it comes down to coaching, which I've said the last three times we played them. Um, and they've, look, again, they had officiating help in the the game last season. They had supernatural help <laughs> in the second <laughs> game, but. This is, I mean, they they just beat us in every 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 uh, every area of the ball. Uh, coaching, uh, we just got to get it done. Simple as that. I don't think there's any key to victory or, or secret formula there. I think we're the better team when you include coaching. Um, again, I think Zach Taylor is a fraud, and the fact that he used to get coffee for Sean McVay, he was able to parlay parlay that into an NFL <laughs> head coaching gig and a Super Bowl appearance. Um, we just got to get it done, man. That's all there is to it. So who's your pick? The Chiefs? Chiefs, baby. The Chiefs. All right, just making sure. <laughs> fool me once, shame on you. You fool me three times. You ain't going to fool me a fourth time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're going to move over to the NFC. We all have the Niners visiting the Eagles in the NFC Championship. I'm going to start with Marcus. Just so well, that- hold, hold on, I, I, I have to uh, switch course real quick here. Oh. I'm seeing a little breaking news, boys. What, what happened? Uh, apparently, the WWE is sold to Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, and they are going back to being private. Holy crap, scooping and booping. Whoa. I'm going to go <laughs> play the lottery, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, whoa, and whoa. Interesting. Well, I... That's, uh, whew. Yeah. Um, that's, that's just, it's popping up. The, the Twitter is, uh, is blowing up. I looked down, I, you know, had some unread messages and, uh... What are you, Joe yeah. Sposo checking Twitter during a podcast? Come on now. Dude, my, my phone's buzzing. You're lucky I have my phone on vibrate. It's been blowing up. <laughs> um... Wow. So yeah, there's that. Interesting. I'm sure uh, we we have well, we all have our respective shows to talk about that. So, um, all right. I I guess we'll get back to football, right? Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, listen, it's it's sports talk. Wrestling is the sport of kings, so I figured it was important to address that. Um, Niners and Eagles. Yes, Marcus, jump in here. Give uh, yes, Brad yes. a moment to contemplate his his wow, future. Wow. Um. I'm I, I've I've talked about the 49ers defense and how they're gonna dismantle Brady uh or whoever they play in the second round. Um however when they had to play the Chiefs, they got exposed real quick. Um so I don't think their defense is like God tier. So I could see the Eagles and 49ers having a shootout. Um, having a game in the 40s, both teams. 
Um, if that happens, I like the Eagles. Um, but if this game stays around league average, which is like 26 points, give me the Niners. Um, yeah, I just, um, again, I feel like the Eagles kind of, I would say peaked early. It just feels like they don't have enough material to make it through, uh, make it through a playoff run. Um, but if it gets to a shootout and it's just like, yo, Jalen, go make it happen. I like their chances a lot better, uh, when the playbook's kind of thrown out, but, um, I think officially give me the 49ers, but it's close. It's real close. I do want to say I never officially declared with the AFC. Uh, I think I was thrown off by the Saudi blood money coming in. Uh, (laughs) I am sticking with the bungles. Just uh, until the Chiefs can prove that they can get past the Bengals. I respect it. I I respect it. I got to stick with it. You know, I don't want the Bengals to go to the Super Bowl. I do not want them to go to the Super Bowl. I I want Cleveland slash Ohio football fans to be miserable. (laughs) And this flies (laughs) in the face of my desires. So I'm rooting for the Chiefs, but I'm picking the Bengals. But I'm sorry. San Francisco, Philadelphia, Brett, go. Um. I think the clock strikes midnight on Brock Purdy here. Um, nothing against San Francisco. You know, I think they're so insanely stacked on the offensive side of the ball. Um, but as Marcus pointed out, you're going up against a legit offense now too. Um, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, I think they're just going to eat them alive. Um, I, You know, it, it sounds homerish of me, but I, I got to go Philly. Um you know, and here's the thing too: you got to come to Philadelphia to play. That's a big difference. Uh, <laughs> that crowd down there is uh, insane, and uh, I just think it's it's Philly's year for the NFC. So I'm gonna go Philadelphia. All right. So I think that if we have the Eagles at full strength versus the Niners. At full strength, obviously with Purdy at quarterback, you know, you're not going to bring back Garoppolo or anything. But, you know, the Eagles are playing to the best of their ability versus the Niners at the best of their ability. I think the Eagles are a better team. And therefore, I would say that they should win. If Hurts is somehow hurt and doesn't make it to, like, the, let's say he gets hurt in the divisional round and can't play in the NFC championship game obviously uh the Niners are going to steamroll them but I will say we can't put asterisks on our picks I'm taking the Eagles so all right for the Super Bowl we all have the Eagles correct I mean no I don't mean I'm sorry not as like the victor I'm saying we all have the Eagles (laughs) specified uh coming out of the NFC I have the 49ers, but oh, it's so yeah. it's so close. I don't mind going okay. Eagles for the sake of the sake of the discussion. All right. Well, this is uh, obviously we could have a lot of different combinations here. So this is hard because we are a house divided here. We're a porch divided on this. <laughs> uh, you know, myself and Brett are picking the Bengals uh, coming out of the AFC versus the Chiefs from Marcus. 
Uh, and then we have the Eagles and uh, the Niners. So, Brett, predict your Super Bowl. How about that? You know, you are saying the Eagles and uh, the Bengals. Gee, I wonder who you think is going to win. You're going to be surprised, sir. Um, I think if it comes down to it, Bengals, Eagles, um, I know they say, you know, don't ever go against your team, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think the Bengals, I really do. I just, I'm so bought in on them right now. Um, I, oh man, it, that hurts to say, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. They just, they're, they're impressing me so much and Philly's got to get, you know, they'd still got to get right. And obviously the big caveat is what, what hurts are you getting? Um, you know, I know he's still banged up but you know and again uh, throughout the playoffs we'll see how it goes but um man i just i believe in i believe in jamar chase i love that dude i think he is a stud i think you know you might be able to stop one of their wide receivers you're you're not going to stop them both which also same side of the coin though goes for philly i mean uh i'll just go with my gut i'll say cincinnati Wow. All right. I respect the impartiality on that. Uh, speaking of impartiality, Marcus, you have the Niners versus the Chiefs in your Super Bowl, correct? I do. I do. So um, paint us a picture. Even if it's even if it's the Eagles, um, Chiefs going to put on a show in the Super Bowl. Um, it might take a little while. First half might be a little quiet, but they'll figure it out in the second half. Um, Give me uh, the Chiefs over the Niners. Um, 36 to. I'll be respectable. I'll give them. I'll give them uh, garbage time points. I'll go to 24. <laughs> for, for the record, if it was Chiefs Niners, I'm going Chiefs too. I agree. Oh, yeah. I mean. I don't have that selection. I, I, I either I think I went uh, Bengals Eagles. I'm very yeah, confused now. Um, if it was Chief Niners, uh, yeah, I think the the Chiefs would just like confuse the hell out of every single player on that Niners team. Um, I think it would be a relatively easy Super Bowl win. You know, it'd be one of those where they're dancing in the third quarter. Uh, if it was the Chiefs versus yeah. the Niners. It'll be um, like Georgia TCU last night. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I predicted Bengals versus Eagles. I think it would be closer than that other scenario I just described. But I think the Bengals would just out. Like, it'd be a racetrack out there. They'd be just running up and down the field on the Eagles because uh, the Eagles aren't prepared to play. After playing a year against NFC North teams or NFC East, NFC East teams, yep. uh, they are not prepared for a team of the Bengals caliber, nor would they be prepared for the, the Chiefs. Uh, and I think the Bengals win. Very yeah. sad to say. Yeah, the thing about the NFC this year is all the great quarterback play is in the AFC, and uh, I think it's going to be a shock to whoever comes out of the NFC. Just I think we can probably safely say it's going to be one of the big three quarterbacks representing the AFC uh, at minimum. Um, I think it's going to be a, a shock to the NFCs uh, to, to see quarterback play of that caliber. 
I mean, technically, to be fair, Kenny Pickett's not in the playoffs, so it's not all the big quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> big three, not little four. Oh, yeah. all right. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think it's interesting. We all have kind of similar pieces of the puzzles, you know, because there's a lot of teams in the earlier rounds that are just kind of uh, they're undercard guys. They're there to make the other teams look good. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but, yeah, any kind of final thoughts on the NFL season before we get into uh, the playoffs and uh, or anything? Um, no, nah, man, it's just, uh, I love football. I could watch it all the time. So, um, I mean, my, I say like my favorite f- sport overall is basketball, but when football's happening, man, it's, it's just the best. Um, it's been a fun year to be an Eagles fan. Uh, but yeah, man, um, I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to run this back for a draft special. Maybe. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, now there's obviously myself and Marcus have award-winning uh, MLB hot stove coverage, as everybody knows, some of our most listened to episodes. Uh, so, you know, tune in for those. Uh, you know, I would like to keep talking, but I feel like we all want to hit our phones and start making snarky tweets about, you know, the <laughs> WWE. Uh, so I'll just ask you guys, Brett, do you have anything to plug? Um. Listen, if you need a, a, a National League representative for Sports Talk, uh, <laughs> holler at your boy, you know, a fan of the defending National League champion Philadelphia Phillies. Um, yeah, man, uh, what do I have to plug? Uh, so, obviously, I feel like us three are the biggest sports heads out of the soon-to-be-named network, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, we all do our respective wrestling shows. Um, I'm part of We Need Wrestling uh, with my co-host DJ. That's at We Need Wrestling on Twitter. Uh, we need wrestling.com. We need wrestling at gmail.com. I'm terrible at plugs. Um, you know, uh, right now we're in like our, we're starting off our, our, uh, Royal Rumble reviews with, uh, one of the co-hosts of the other show I'm on. It's soon to be named network Michelle, uh, on wings on wings. So, um, you know, I think we're, yeah, we're watching 93 rumble this week, which is going to be hilarious. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I said, other show wings on wings as well. Um, we only have like three seasons left of that, but, um, yeah, that's, uh, I don't know if you follow me on Twitter, Brad X edge five, seven, zero. I don't know. I just tweet about literally wrestling and sports cause that's my life. There you go. Well, that's not a bad life, sir. Uh, Marcus, what do you got? Uh, you can, uh, give me tangentially a follow over at T and M shows. That is with my man, not the tool man, Tim Taylor. We do Final Wrestling Place right here on the soon-to-be-named network where we take the nouns, professional wrestling, and we put them into either the good place or the bad place. And right now we're also doing a little bit of Royal Rumble uh, seasoned uh, coverage, um, but we're taking things uh, from the Royal Rumble and putting them into a good place or bad place, so kind of like tropes. Um, and you can also check me out on WWE War over at the North-South Connection uh, with JT. Uh, we take a uh, analytical inspired approach uh, towards seasons of the WWE. So we start with uh, the first pay-per-view after WrestleMania, and then we finish up the season with WrestleMania, and we consider that a season. Um, and then also over on the North-South Connection with Not the Tool Man, we do uh, Viewer's Choice. I almost forgot the name of the show, but we do Viewer's Choice, uh, which is up pretty soon after all pay-per-views and premium live events for WWE and AEW. Uh, we just kind of give you a quick rundown and tell you what to watch and what to skip. 
Um, and that's it for me. Awesome. And you can follow Marcus on Twitter at the Wrestling Speakeasy if you know, you know. <laughs> um, obviously, Porch Talk is normally hosted by myself and Mr. Todd Roker, but Todd is on assignment. He is on a doll safari with Fig Daddy Cool this evening, so he was unable to attend this podcast. But you can also catch me on At Odds with Wrestling. Not only will we soon be starting the At Odds with Wrestling Royal Rumble opportunity, uh, you know, stay tuned for more details on that. Everybody loves a good opportunity. And Marcus, I'm coming for you. You, you <laughs> robbed me last year. You <laughs> robbed me. <laughs> but also, we are currently in the midst, dare I say, like in the thick of it, with the gender-neutral monarch of At Odds with Wrestling tournaments. Mm. A lot of heavy hitters uh, in that tournament, potentially about to be eliminated, some upset stories, Cinderella stories. Uh, it's got a little bit of everything. So obviously at odds with wrestling. And both of you gentlemen have uh, you're you're emotionally invested in this tournament, to say the least. It's a very controversial tournament, um, Adam. I, I don't know why I get this reputation. What do I do? I make a bracket and then people vote. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, your pick. You and DJ, you selected Max the Impaler. They're a great wrestler. They're a very scary wrestler. I put them against CPA, somebody equally scary, somebody equally physically imposing, and currently Max is losing. I don't know why that's my fault. If only there was a hypothetical doll group that a certain CPA is associated with where the poll got posted. Hmm. Well, I will mm, say just I, just I, hypothetical. That's all hypothetical. So I please. just want to say, just in all fairness, uh, I did not post anything in that group. Shawnee Caulfield did. Mm-hmm. Shawnee posted a direct link to the Double J versus Swoggle. That resulted in about thirty or so votes being cast in that poll. However. Most of the other polls didn't really get any votes from that because nobody really looked at the other ones. If you look at the number of votes in the Swoggle versus Jeff Jarrett and compare it to the CPA versus Max or like Boar against uh, – who's the Boar going against in the first round? It's Big honestly, Sue. It doesn't even oh, matter. Big Sue. Yeah, that, that's a squisher. Uh, <laughs> like, like those other matchups didn't get the Shawnee Caulfield bump. So I respectfully would have to disagree with that. I am doing chicanery on the Double J one, but that is in response to Joe chicanery with getting the uh, My World podcast to to retweet that. So that that was a that was a fire back though. That's what that was. I don't believe I, I disagree with you. <laughs> but anyways, uh, and obviously, Marcus, to get you out of here, uh, your guys pick you and Tim have Mandy and Mandy is winning her opening round matchup against Rex Lawless. Yeah, it looks like a tough uh, uh, battle of um, um, pectorials. Um, <laughs> Rex, Rex, uh you know, he's a tough draw in the first round, um, but Mandy is is making out OK. Um, but, yeah, it's a uh, 60, 60 to 40 uh, percent right now. So it's uh it's still pretty tight. It's still pretty tight. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad as long as Mandy is in the gender neutral monarch tournament, uh, I, then I am allowed to continue to search for her on the internet because it is then considered show research, show prep. Absolutely. Put yeah, it on the, so. put it, your subscriptions to on the uh, soon to be named network company card. It already is. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's been great. I, I had a lot of fun. I honestly, I always have in my mind that I'm like, oh man, this is going to go like a half hour. And uh, I was like, I don't know how this could last like even an hour, but uh, I didn't feel like nearly two hours, but uh, thank you guys. Yeah, of course, man. I love chopping it up with the boys over some sports. So this is awesome. Yeah, let's uh, let's do this again and uh, look forward to doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. For Brett and Marcus, I'm Adam Van, and this has been Sports Talk. Have a good night. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Network.